Any PGA Tour golfer will tell you that one of the keys to winning is having the right roster, as in having the right team around you. And it is no different finding great talent for your business. You've got to be able to have the right team in place, and you can't find the best candidates by posting your job to just one site. You need to be able to post your jobs to all the top sites, and you can do that at ZipRecruiter.com. At ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then, their powerful technology efficiently matches you to the right people for your position. You can now go and try out this incredible dashboard for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. Once again, try it for free today. ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. Back here at the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter here on CBS Sports. I'm your host, Chip Patterson. Kyle, we have reached the time to uh, to check in with Jack. This is the uh, the first step uh, into the northern part of the United States on the PGA Tour, the 16-17 season, to Muirfield Village in Dublin, Ohio. Um, this is a very cool tournament, mostly because of its association with one of the greatest golfers of all time. What do you like uh, about this course or this tournament uh, as you know, we're coming off the, the Texas two-step, coming off the Colonial, and now we go here, and of course we've got all eyes on the U.S. Open coming up in a few weeks with the classic uh, stop in Memphis on the way. You know, what, what does this occupy in the season in your mind when you're looking at this tournament? Well, to me, it's it's a tournament that is, if you, if you look at the majors as being these Tier 1 tournaments, I would put the Players' Championship um, and maybe the Tour Championship at like a Tier 1.5, and, and then this is like a Tier 2 tournament. You know, you've got um, – I can't think of any of the other ones off the top of my head, but it, it's it's one that – I guess maybe Bay Hill a little bit, but it's just one that's – it's got a great field every year. And the course is awesome. You know, I, I've not been up there, but the course to me, it seems like a really great combination of um, being spectator-friendly but also being a course that the players love. And – that's pretty rare. You know, you, you've seen in the last um, two weeks, you've seen a course at, at the Byron Nelson TPC Four Seasons that it, it's, it's a really fun place to be at once you get out there, but it's not a great course. And then Colonial, it's a great course, but it's, it's not necessarily known as like a great um, – a spectator, you know, event. I like it just because it's easy to get around, but it's it doesn't have like the aura of of kind of a, a party atmosphere like like Four Seasons does. But to me, the Memorial is is a really good combination of those two things, and I, it's awesome to watch on TV. Almost always produces a great winner, and yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a nice little appetizer, isn't it, to the U.S. Open here in two weeks? Yeah, and that's and for uh, you know, you always give on your fantastic. Pre- Previews a field grade uh, going into the week, and I I'd like to think that the the St. Jude at Memphis we, we will get Phil because he's the host, and we'll get a few other players. But it, it this is sort of the last time that we're going to get. For example, you know we've got Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Jason Day, Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott, John Rahm. Like this is this is still a very very strong field right now going into the week. Oh yeah, it's big. T- of course, I say it's produced great winners the first, you know, traditionally. Three, three straight first-time winners, baby. Yeah, exactly. It's William McGirt and David Lingmer in the <laughs> last two years. 
But um, but you know, before that, it was Hideki Matsuyama, Matt Kuchar, Tigers won it five times. Steve Stricker, Justin Rose, KJ Choi, Ernie Els. I mean, it's uh, Fred Couples is one here. It's it's a really, uh, it's just a classic course that that usually produces uh, a really good tournament. So I'm I'm excited about it. It'll be good to get back to the golf after the uh, some of the Tiger news this week. Yeah, exactly. the The Tiger news, as Kyle said in our uh, last episode, just continues to bring us back to the golf. Like let's 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 stop let's stop trying to psychoanalyze a human being that we don't know. Well, all right. He might be half human, half cyborg, but a half human, half cyborg (laughs) that we have no ability of being able to understand. Uh, All right. So at Muirfield village last year, this was actually one of the most scorable stops on the PGA tour. Uh, One of the lowest scores, I think of the season. So I want to ask you, Kyle winning score on Sunday at the Memorial I'm setting the over under at 12 under. Uh, 12 under. I'll go over. You know, in let's see, six the last six years, seven years, the winning score has been over 12 three five times. So Ooh. five out of the last seven, it's been over 12. Um, so I'll say I'll say over. I'll say I'll say 14 under wins it. I set it at 12 uh, with looking at some storms, baby. We got mm. we got some weather in the mix for Saturday the, Sunday in Dublin, Ohio. That's the Rory special, except he's not playing because of the the rib injury. What's when are we going to get? Is Rory going to be good for the U.S. Open? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he is. I think I think it's one of those injuries where it's not like it's not debilitating. It's not going to knock him out for the rest of the year. It's not going to get necessarily. You know, it's not like if he plays, he's going to injure himself for the next decade. Mm. I, I just think it's something where it's kind of naggy and like you don't want to. Um, you, you don't want to kind of re-injure it going into the U.S. Open because you don't want it bothering you all week. So I think he's just sort of – and I think that's the hardest part, right, is just like you're just waiting. Like you're not even – you're just having to be patient to wait for this thing to heal itself and then and then going back out and playing. But I don't know. It's felt – the first half of the season anyway has been a little bit of a lost year for Rory uh, in terms of – I just been, hadn't been able to play. You know, yeah. he's played in Masters and Players and a couple others, but it's just not been, you know, kind of what I think some of us thought it would be coming into the calendar year. Well, I would say that the, I mean, undisputed MVP of the first half of the season is Dustin Johnson, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's got uh, three wins. He's finished outside the top 10 twice in the last uh well, I guess three times in the last nine months, I think one of those was a miscut and a couple others were like T 11s. <laughs> so he's been, yeah, he's, he's the, uh, he, he's the uh, player of the year. Right? If the, if the season ended today, he's got two T fives here at the Memorial in the last handful of starts for him. Um, what did, he's the, the odds favorite. What's your expectation for him? You think he'll be able to come in here and, uh, and play well for sure. Like, is this, uh, we, you know, we always like to get into your winners and top 10 locks and sleepers. So I guess we'll go organically. Like where is Dustin Johnson, a top 10 lock again? Like, are you going to get yelled at again? He, for well, doing he's not, Dustin he's not Johnson? My, he's not my pick just because I, I needed to change it up. Like, yeah, too many times. <laughs> uh, but I do think he's a top 10 lock. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy to think that the level he's playing at right now, I I was looking at, if you look at the world golf rankings, somebody tweeted, it might've been Sean Martin, I think tweeted this points gained for the, and I don't understand like how, you know, the points are, the points are complicated, but 
points gained in 2017, um, Dustin Johnson has gained 309 points. And I think the second highest is John Rahm with 189. So he's gained uh, 200 or 120 more points than the second best guy in, in 2017. I mean, he's just he's just on another planet, you know, and we've seen these runs from these top guys. Rory did it in 14. Jason Day did it uh, at the end of 15 and beginning of 16. And now DJ's on it and he's just riding a he's just riding an all time heater, you know, and, and I think the back injury might have. I mean, it kind of slowed him down, but it's not like he's missing cuts since he out back. I, right. I think he's I think he's going to be lights out again. Is this is John Rahm going to be able to keep this rolling right now? Oh yeah, like I'm, I'm all. I could not be more in on John Rom. I, 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 and it, it's, I don't know. Like these young guys that that kind of emerge as as potential superstars, it's so easy to get wrapped up and carried away. But everybody you talk to is like, yeah, this is this is happening. He's That's the real awesome. Deal. That he's is gonna be, so much fun. He's going to be number one in the world. He's going to be, you know, he's going to burn down Paris at the Ryder Cup next year. You know, the the whole thing. And, I mean, the, he passes the eye test, right? Like No doubt. The, the way he hits it off the tee, the way there, – there's a great – there's a really good profile of um, of Rom in uh, the, the latest Golf Digest by Jaime Diaz. Jaime Diaz is a great writer. I love reading his profiles. And he described uh, just how soft his hands are. Like he's just he, – he, he, in a lot of ways, he's got the perfect golf body, right? Like he's so – he's built like a tree, like his legs and his and his butt. And like he's just like – he's so thick. And then he's got these hands that are so soft and, so you know, provide – such good touch around the greens and with the putter it's he, he's 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 the real deal i mean there's a reason that that phil mickelson's brother quit uh, his job at arizona state to come be his agent and kind of manage the rest of his career because he said uh yeah this is gonna happen yeah could could be an all-timer you know and it's still early like a lot of a lot of stuff can happen he could get disinterested he could you know follow up whatever but the trajectory right now is that he will be the number one player in the world, and and that could happen sooner rather than later. I'm uh, I am all in for the booty so thick of John. <laughs> like, some sensual sensual golf talk, thick booty, I mean, soft he's hands. Got a, he's got a big ass. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> hey man, this I've got a I've got a friend who who just crushes it off the tee, and he gets all of his powers from tree trunk legs that just allow him to just throw his body into it while maintaining. Like, you know, I've, I've got chicken legs. I throw that much force into my swing and I'm just going to swing right out of my stance and end up spinning around like a, like a little play toy or something like that. <laughs> well, and, and the comparison, I thought this was a tremendous comparison that Diaz made was, was for Rom to bringing it back to the Memorial was to a young Jack Nicholas. Oh, wow. You know, I, I don't, I don't know that Nicholas was as, um, heavy as Rom or as big John Rom is a big guy like I've stood next to him and and I'm six one you know one one ninety and he like makes me look or he makes me feel small I don't know if he makes me look small but uh his because of that his swing and his and his, the way he has bought the tee it feels repeatable it doesn't feel like He's hurting his back. It doesn't feel like he's got too much of his arms into it. It just is. It's a really solid base from which to work. And and he's obviously got it going on right now. Where are we at with Hideki right now? Shout out to Robbie Callen, former CBS Sports <laughs> golf writer, who's just 
you know, just gaga eyes. He is heart emoji eyes for Hideki Matsuyama. I, I'm, I'm a big Hideki fan. He is the, the winner here in 2014. It was his first PGA Tour win. But I feel like he's not playing all that well right now. No, he's not. You know, he started the year, his first four tournaments, including the the Hero World Challenge, which he won uh, in December, was uh, second, first, first, second. And then he finished outside the top 10 twice. And then he won in Phoenix. And he hasn't finished in the top 10 since the Phoenix Open, February 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why you feel like that, because uh, he's not been playing that great. You know, he he did finish T11 at the Masters. Um at, at one under but other than that and he's not played a ton you know he he's kind of on that rory spieth well i should say rory uh ricky type schedule where he kind of hits the big events and places that he that he likes to play um but yeah I, this would be a good uh place for him to get back on track um just obviously because he won here and and seems to uh, to normally play here but yeah we haven't we haven't heard from him in a while which is which is uh, kind of unusual because he's usually one of the more consistent guys out there and it's like you know on just pristine swing like good like if if he can get his approach shots locked in this just feels like a spot where he should be able to get back on track yeah yeah i totally agree he finished uh let's see he finished T5 in 2015 after winning in 2014. And if I remember right, he he had a chance to win that on Sunday maybe and might have hit it in the woods on 18. I don't remember. Uh, and then he missed the cut here last year. So uh, a lot of success, a little bit of failure. I, I think, um, I hope uh, that he has a good week because he's always so much fun to watch. And... Um, you know, he, he needs he's, to get it a little bit back on track before the U.S. Open. And he, but he's still so young, too, right? I know. Like, we've, got, know. we've got to apply that same uh, self-check to our brains for Hideki that we do for Jordan Spieth sometimes and that we will eventually have to do for John Rahm. What do you, what do you think about the – well, I'll just I'll, – I'll pose this. More career wins between uh, Hideki and, and Patrick Reed. From here on out? Uh, no, total. Just okay. – just, so Hideki's got four. He won a Memorial was his first Phoenix open twice. And then the, uh, WGC in, uh, in China and, uh, Patrick Reed has, I believe five. Um, so, and they're both, let's see, uh, Hideki's 25. Patrick Reed is 26. Wow. Why does it yeah. feel like Patrick Reed is 30? Oh, uh, yeah, I know it does. He uh, Patrick Reed won Wyndham, Humana, Cadillac, which was the WGC Tournament of Champions, and the Barclays last year in the, in the playoffs. So they've got they've got very similar resumes in terms of, of the type of wins they had. So uh, 20 years from now, who's got more wins, Hideki or Patrick Reed? Hideki Matsuyama. <sighs> Patrick Reed wins a lot. Like, he doesn't contend a lot, but he wins a lot. I know. It's weird. But but it just the the fact that I have the fact that I feel like he's thirty when he's younger just <laughs> seems like a bad omen, you know? When because we're talking about twenty years from now, and we got to talk about even though uh, Hideki might play that Ricky Rory schedule, um, yeah, uh, I'm going Matsuyama. 
Yeah, I think I am too. I, I think it'll be really interesting to see how their major careers play out. Because, I mean, they could be, and I think they probably will be, guys like um, Adam Scott and Justin Rose who have one major. Like, I think Reed and, and Matsuyama are, are are either one or maybe zero major guys. I don't know. I guess I think Hideki's ceiling is higher um, just because he's got, I, I think, a better swing is a better ball striker. But... You know, they haven't really truly contended at it, or, or I know that Reed has, and Hideki might have been involved in uh, an open. I think he was up there, finished really high at an open championship, but neither of them have, have truly been in the mix down the stretch on a, on a Sunday at a major. Ooh, here we go. Uh, Matsuyama, I'm taking Matsuyama over Reed for most, uh, for more wins uh, 20 years from now. But if I'm setting the over-under of major wins at 0.5, I'm going Matsuyama under, read over. Really? Yeah, I think Patrick Reed will win like a PGA championship. You know he doesn't have any top tens at majors, right? <laughs> really? Yeah, zero. Wow. wow. He's like 0 for 20. God! <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, Hideki had... A fifth place at a Masters in 2015, but that's when Spieth ran away. Finished T7 2016 at the Masters, which was, I don't think he was ever really in the mix. Uh, he finished T4 at the PGA last year. I don't even remember that. Um, and then T6 at the Open in 2013. That might have been the one I was thinking of. That's because uh, that's because the who was going to win the PGA was a different conversation that did not involve Hideki. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right. It's always important when you are, when you're looking at approaching your schedule, when you, whether you're going to have a Jordan Spieth like schedule or a Ricky or Rory like schedule, you need to make sure that you have a good team and just like having a good team as a PGA tour golfer. It's the same for your business and you can't find the best candidates by posting your job to just one site. You need to post it to all the top job sites, but there is one place where you can do that. Just one click, all the top job sites. That's right. It's ZipRecruiter. At ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right person to your position. No more juggling emails or calls or stressing out about having to keep everything in line because there is an easy-to-use dashboard that ZipRecruiter uses that allows you to screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes nationwide. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash golf, and you will be able to start forming your own winning team for free. That's right. ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. Try it for free today. ZipRecruiter.com slash golf. So Ricky's back this week. Ricky is back this week. It feels like we haven't seen him in a while. He, uh... He didn't play – was he in the mix with the players a little bit? A little bit. Yeah. He, he wasn't like, you know, really in it. Uh, missed the cut at the at the Zurich. Um, so, yeah, we haven't seen him in a while. Uh, you know, he's got, a, he's got a girlfriend now. He was posting about that on Instagram or I don't know, something. So he's been – he's just been kind of in hiding. So the is, – is the Ricky – is Ricky has maybe reached the point where 
Um, this is a time where he's down to just kind of enjoy life while also being a successful PGA tour golfer. <laughs> that's not a bad think, thing at all. I think that's everybody's goal, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no doubt. Like you I think, th- like, I think Ricky is one of those guys that, um, he really gets recharged from being away from the game. Mm. Not, and most guys are like that. Most, most PGA tour guys. Uh, Rory's like that. I think he gets recharged from from going, you know, on vacation, from going to to soccer matches or whatever. Um, just not playing in them, right? Um, and so, <laughs> and so, I, I I think I think the downtime for uh, for Ricky is is always a good thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I'd expect him. He was in the mix here at Memorial a couple of years ago when when uh, Tiger chipped in on whatever it was, 13 or 14, um, and, and went on to win, which feels like it was 20 years ago, but it was really only four years ago. Um, so yeah, I, I think he'll, I think he'll be, be ready to bounce back and, uh, and, and play well. I, I think he's another guy who could contend at the U S open. He's just got a game that, that feels like it was built for opens, whether that's U S or British or whatever. I mean, he, he won the Scottish open, um, so yeah, I, I think uh, I think he'll have a good warm up and then go on to play well at, at Aaron Hills. Yeah, he's uh, sort of in top tw- top ten of the odds board for the U.S. Open, uh, and this is this is a this is where you know for those of us who will be making U.S. Open picks, this is where we will be taking the temperature. Um, we haven't heard yet. Who's your pick to win the Memorial? My pick to win this week is uh, is John Rahm. Mm. Um, I don't think he's played this tournament. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure he has not played it. Um, yeah, he's not, he, cause he started his, his pro career at, at Quicken Loans National last year. And this time, like I said, this time last year, he's playing in the NCAA championships. Um, but there's not, I mean, he's proved it over the last 12 months. There's not a course that he, there's not a, there's not a style of course that he does not play well at. And, um, he's got, I, I don't like nine top tens over the last year or something, a ton of top and and his top tens are not like shoot a sixty-three on Sunday to top ten. They are shoot a sixty-nine and you were in the hunt, but you lost by one top tens. You know, that that's the part that that has impressed me most is how many and I wish there was a stat for this. I was talking to uh to Doug Ferguson of Associated Press about this the other day. There needs to be a stat for did you have a chance to win with three holes left or eight holes left or what whatever the, whatever you make it, whatever arbitrary number you make it because there's a difference between top tenning and, and having a real chance with three holes left and top tenning the way that Matt Kuchar does, which is you know sliding through the back door at at uh, at eleven a.m. on Sunday morning. Hey, hey now. I love Kucher and his back door. Listen, you're the king of the back door when you backdoor yourself into a bronze friggin' medal. Like the backdoor we king. We were talking about that on sat on I guess it was Saturday of, of that tournament. Like is there's zero percent chance that Matt Kucher does not backdoor a bronze medal this week. <laughs> I you know that would be like in football where you throw out the garbage time yards. Yeah, you know you you're able to throw out the garbage time possessions when you're uh, looking at like true offensive efficiency numbers in football. Yeah, totally. We yeah. need Bill Conway on this. Yes, come on, Bill, stop running Ab- for college football commissioner and let's get you figuring out how to crack the uh, advanced analytics of golf. Speaking of Matt Kuchar, I want to get I want to hear what your take is on this, but 
My wife's two favorite golfers are Matt Kuchar and KJ Choi. Wow, what a yeah. duo! The the Venn diagram there is is uh, pretty small. It might just be her. Um, KJ Choi, I I've I've got KJ Choi as being just so vicious, you know. <laughs> And I've got uh, Matt Kuchar is just the aw shucks master, you know? <laughs> well, I, the one I was going to ask you is, who's, who are your wife? Does your wife have a favorite golfer? Ooh. No. I mean, I, I, if, if Rory had, uh, if Rory had sort of been able to capitalize on the Hall of Fame commercial with a whole mm-hmm. bunch of wins in a row, he yeah. was it, like, uh, Parker knew who who Rory McIlroy was <laughs> sitting in the hall of fame. <laughs> like, like she, like we were very aware of who that was. Yeah, um, yeah. but I think the, I think that right now she she's my default to Adam Scott. Yeah. And, and she's just sort of more like moderately aware. She, she did love, uh, at the players when I, uh, every, all the guy, I think it was either on Saturday or Sunday. She was watching with me while I was doing the live blog and she was laughing at, uh, I think Siwoo Kim had just gotten like sunscreen reapplied to his face and he was just like, it just looked like a 10 year old who just had like a white face where it's just all sunscreen. And I that was like, kills me. Yeah, that I was kills just, me about some of these guys. It's like, you just get your caddy to look at it. You know, <laughs> I said, I said, Parker, that boy is 21 years old. He might have his mama put it on him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, of course, you know, karma came back and I got sunburned as all hell over uh, yeah. Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would say that she, the, the younger players are, are probably where she is, is riding right now. And there's so many talented young players because um, we are both 30 now. And so it can kind of at that point where in professional sports, you like point out someone who's doing something magnificent as a professional and it's like, oh yeah, and by the way, honey, like that is uh, he's he's only six years younger. He's six years younger than us right now. Yeah, yeah. Not not it, it always it's always weird. I always have this thing where if somebody's on TV, like no matter what they're doing, whether it's sports or music or whatever, I always presume that that person is older than me. <laughs> Just because you're not on TV and they yeah, are. Yeah, 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 no doubt. And then you watch Siwoo Kim and I was like, wow, I was 11 when he was born, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not good. <laughs> what have you done? What were you doing at 21? Exactly. I mean, I was on a golf course. <laughs> Should have been in class. But I was on a golf course. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. They, it's, I mean, I can't. It's Carolina's got a great golf course, man. Finley. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Um, all right, so we've got your winner, John Rom. Uh, you have switched up your top ten lock. Not going with Dustin Johnson. Mm. Um, what is going to be your sleeper? I've got Ben on. Who? How about that? Ben, ben on. Former U.S. Amateur winner. Oh. He, uh, he finished, let's see here. He finished. 55 to 1. All right. T- yeah, 55 to 1. He finished T11 last year at this tournament. Um, he set a couple top 10s recently and then finished in the top 25 last week at the BMW PGA Championship, which he's also won on the European Tour. So a lot of, a lot of good vibes from, from Ben on recently. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take him. 55 is not a great number. I wish it was more like 75, but I'll, I'll take him to win here. What do you like? Or, 
as my sleeper. What do you like about Shane Lowry at 80 to one? Yeah, that's not bad. He's not made a lot of noise recently. I, I don't know what his top tens are or anything like that. And of course, I don't know if we're even going on that anymore, considering Siwoo Kim winning and Billy Horschel winning after all these missed cuts. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lowry at, at 80 to one, I, I, yeah, I mean, that's, I, you could take a, there's so many guys at like 80, 90, 100 to one, you could just take a flyer on. And it's like, yeah, that guy could win. Sure. Like, <laughs> of course, you know, he's one of the 100 best golfers in the world. So it's, it's it, like it, a bunch of guys that I'm like, yeah, I could see them at the top of the leaderboard on Friday or Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But for some reason, you're not going to have me, uh, you're not going to have me pulling the trigger on Charlie Hoffman, JB Holmes, or Adam Hadwin to win. Right. Right. But like, could they shoot a 63? Maybe. Yeah. Adam Hadwin is awesome, by the way. Great player. The Canuck. Yeah. He's, he's terrific. What's his, what's his nickname? Does he have a nickname yet? I don't know. He's just like a super nice guy. And I mean, obviously he's, you know, Canadian, but he's beyond even like the, the stereotypes. He's still Canadian yeah. stereotype. He's just, yeah, he's really, he's, and he's a great player. He's an underrated player. And a lot of those guys are, you know, just because they don't have the standing in the hall of fame commercials or whatever. <laughs> right. Like you don't hear about them. They're awesome players, you know? Yeah. All right. Um, any anyone else that you're eyeing this week that you think is is going to be an interesting player to watch, like a Finau or Patrick Cantlay? Yeah, Finau. Finau's been playing really well recently. Um, I think Spieth is going to be super interesting this week, just to see what that because he's not playing St. Jude, I don't think. Um, so just to see like what his last tune up before the U.S. Open looks like. Um, I think Reed will be interesting. He's played pretty well here in the past. He finished T8 last year uh, at Memorial. Uh, and then Jason Day. You know, I, I think that, you know, I think it's his last tune-up before the U.S. Open also. So uh, it's going to be a great tournament, awesome field, uh, great course. Should be some uh, spectacular uh, golf viewing over the weekend. No doubt. Uh, he is Kyle Porter. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. I am Chip Patterson. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Uh, Kyle, man, uh, another great week here on the first cut. We will link back up to review the memorial on the other side. Uh, enjoy the weekend, man. Awesome. Thanks, Chip. Appreciate it.